This episode is brought to you by Bumble. So you want to find someone you're compatible with, specifically someone who's ready for a serious connection, totally open to having kids in the future, is a tall rock climbing Libra, and loves rom-coms with vegan pizzas on Tuesdays just as much as you do. Bumble knows that you know exactly what's right for you. So whatever it is you're looking for, Bumble's features can help you find it. Date now on Bumble. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. Forever. There's no vacation from the terrors of Fear Street. This week on the podcast, R.L. Stein's Party Summer. Welcome to Teen Creeps, the podcast that discusses YA pulp fiction. I'm one of your hosts, Lindsay Katai. I'm another one of your hosts, Kelly Nugent. And as stated, we are covering R.L. Stein's Fear Street Super Chiller Party Summer. Party Summer! Party Summer, everyone! Party, Ooh, party Summer! summer. Party, summer. Party, summer. Right. party Summer! It's Party Summer! In case you're That's for wondering. Impression. <laughs> yeah, if you're wondering, do they say the titular, do they say any titular lines in this book? Often. Mm. Uh, often. Often and. And frequently, <laughs> they say it like twelve <laughs> times in, in the like beginning. two pages, and then I'd say sprinkled throughout at least another seven times. Yes, yeah. Um, it is a super chiller, and super mm-hmm. chillers like it's the same length mm-hmm. as a regular book, but super chillers are supposed to be more gruesome. This was not. This is not. Nobody dies. There's not even any blood. The heads that were mounted in the <laughs> fucking library or whatever, bedroom, den, whatever, were wax heads. So where's the gore, Arl? There was no there was no gore. There was, and you and I talked about this, a character named Foxy. And I think it was like a secret little like yes. Easter egg by Stein because Foxy is Rob. And in this, Simon is Edward. <laughs> and Edward is Simon. I'm going to be honest. Didn't see it coming. I did. I was like, what? <laughs> I very much saw it coming. Um, I saw it coming when he was sitting at the dining room table with them that first time. When he was like slurping and slomping on his food. He's like, <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, he's so... Mm- Different from his very handsome older man brother. Yeah, she definitely wanted to bone yeah. Simon. She wanted to get mm-hmm. on Simon's. She wanted to. In what? She wanted. She wanted her uh, vagina to become Fear Street. <laughs> the, the new Fear Street. She's like, yes, burn down your family manor in my vagina. <laughs> <laughs> yes, take the torch of your penis. <laughs> a 
for a while, I thought perhaps Rose was either poisoned by somebody or was like in on it, but it was neither. She just got sick. Here's the thing. If you're going to have Simon Fear, a Simon Fear descendant in a book, Mm -hmm. they're better as fuck sure be some supernatural elements. And there was not. It was like R.L. knew I would read this Mm -hmm. in the year of our Lord 2020 Mm -hmm. and decided to fuck with me. I It was particularly rude. Yeah, it was extremely rude, especially because it was like the re the reasons for the like scariness were so stupid and banal mm-hmm. that I felt I felt very insulted. Yes. Um I did like their reasoning for like so it's like a mix of like Foxy is raw, but also dangerous game, most dangerous game. Because mm-hmm. although that doesn't really pan out at, at all. all. They're like, oh, he likes to hunt people. And then they're just like, let's run to the boats. Oh, no, the boats are gone. Let's go back in the house. Everything's fine. Oh, there's Rose. Great. There wasn't even... I thought for sure, before it was confirmed that Edward is Simon and Simon is Edward. Mm -hmm. Who is our Foxy is Rob listener? I don't remember, but I remember him saying... It's not Landry, right? No, 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 it's not Landry. Who is our, I'm so sorry that I've disconnected this story. Foxy's Rob listener, please tweet at us. Yes, did you read this book? It's you. Yes. Because this is Foxy's Rob is Lady Voice. Yes. With the exciting addition of. Um, But in this, it's not just that it's his nickname. He's split up into different personalities. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) A little bit different, but. So I'll read the back of the book. Time to party. Carrie Taylor and her three friends look forward to a party summer working at the Howling Wolf Inn. It's even in the back of the book. An old hotel on a tiny island off Cape Cod. But to their dismay, the hotel is completely deserted and someone warns them to leave immediately. The mysterious owner, Simon Fear III, allows Carrie and her friends to stay, giving them run of the hotel. The four teenagers are thrilled until they realize they have been put up in the haunted wing until Simon's weird and frightening brother appears until they hear a woman screaming, no party, please, no party, until the walls (laughs) and faucets begin to drip blood. That is a lie. That doesn't happen. That is a lie. That that straight up does not happen. That is a straight up lie. That's not even a. That's um, not even a mislead. No. That's a lie. lie. That is a lie. (gasps) When Simon Fear is murdered, Carrie and her horrified friends want out, but they can't escape. They're trapped on the island, and that's when the party begins. Okay. Mm. A lot of this book is like, I, I I usually don't really care about the romances in R.L. Stein stuff, but like I particularly did like negative interest. <laughs> Not only did I feel nothing, I was A like- A dearth of interest. Yes, I was like- I I want to be thinking of anything else. I I did not enjoy the romance between her and whatever the fuck his name was with his fucking rat tail. Also, she I, couldn't ugh. even seem to decide whether it was Craig or Eric. Yeah, that she liked. Yeah, that was weird. And then and then she kind of settled with Eric. Mm-hmm. But she wasn't sure she even wanted it to happen. And she was like, yeah, I guess I like this. But it's like, 
I wanted, I mean, I didn't really want more for her because like she was also extremely boring. So I, everyone was boring. Nobody was anything in this book. Well, Jan was something. Jan was was something. Jan's thing until suddenly it was nothing. Well, she did the thing that I feel like a lot of people that are very into cryptids do where they believe in the cryptids and they're like, I just need other people to believe it also, but I don't have any evidence. So I'll just make the evidence. So that way people believe it and then they'll believe the truth, which is what I believe. But don't you realize that when you do that, you completely devalue all of your beliefs, which is what she does because she believes in ghosts. Mm-hmm. She's doing seances. I was very excited about her because she was doing seances yes, at the beginning of right from the beginning. It seemed very exciting. And then we're never in her head again. No. And no, we are in her head again once when she starts to do it again. Oh, yes. And then she opens the door and she's like, oh, you. <laughs> and then we don't. Oh. And then she's missing. Yeah. But it. In the beginning, she's like, it's working. The spirit is coming. And then she gets interrupted. And I was like, ooh, let's get back to that spirit. Yeah. Nope. And then, and and then, then she says she sees a ghost. And yeah. that wasn't real either. And so she's like running around haunting Carrie. Like the whole trip there, she's like like sneaking around and being like, like in this hotel in the hopes that Carrie will be like, wow, ghosts are real. And then Carrie does say that. And she's like, wow, that's crazy. She's like, look at all this sticky stuff on the door. That's like ectoplasm. Mm -hmm. Shipping can make or break a sale. So optimize how you ship your orders with ShipStation. They make it easy to automate and manage orders no matter how big your business grows. And they might even be able to help reduce shipping and warehouse costs. So optimize and keep up your momentum for growth with ShipStation. Sign up for your free 60-day trial now at ShipStation.com and use the code P-O-D. That's ShipStation.com with the code P-O-D. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Also, there's a part which I think maybe RL thought it would be like more badass. Um, Where so she when like stands up against the gun? No, so oh, like okay. they find the ectoplasm on the handle, the door mm-hmm. handle, and she's like, "Ghosts have been known to leave this stuff behind after materializing." You mean like in Ghostbusters? Carrie asked. Yes, Jan replied, bringing her shadowy face close to Carrie's. But this ain't no movie. I only just now got, (laughs) when I read that, I was like, why are you phrasing it that way? And now I get it because I ain't afraid of no ghosts. Yeah, but like it's so, like it's such a long, you know what, it's a little (sighs) bit of a long. Also, I have, my pet peeve is when any character in fiction says but this isn't a movie or tv it's real life no it is not don't call that out and i know it's supposed to be like a fun joke but like i don't need it Mm -mm. you're not being cute no speaking of being cute (laughs) there's a part no one is no one's cute there's also okay i forgot to mention or we forgot to mention that when they arrive at the house or at the hotel for their party summer. 
Party summer. Party summer. Party summer, yes. you guys. Party summer. Party summer. So when they arrive, this man answers the door and he's like, we're closed. <laughs> like closes the door <laughs> on them. But you should know, this man's name is Martin. He is a man who is a butler. <laughs> kind of. <laughs> he also is an excellent cook. He gives them delicious crab and lobster meals and clam chowder because they are on the beach after all. It's true. But he like is very confusing as to like if he wants them to die or does not want them to die because like it does seem like he is participating Which in the hunt. Which is supposed to be, but do I enjoy that? No. No. And also like there is a part two where he is literally participating in the hunt. So I was like, well, is he a killer? Told that, but he's not. He's just running around. Yeah, he's just running around. So he's just running around on this island and then they find out from him. He's the one who tells them, like, this is what's going on. So he's like, uh, he's he does very strongly warn them that they need to get out and save themselves. Yes. So just tell them. Yeah, just tell them this he, guy is he's crazy. Going that far, go yeah. further. Yeah. But instead, he just like does like cryptic things. And then his explanation is very funny. He's like, Martin sighed and shook his head sadly. Ugh. It's all since Greta's death, he said in a low voice. Now Simon is obsessed, obsessed with hunting people. At first, I thought it was just one of his sick jokes. <laughs> he always jokes. Had, a, he had a twisted sense of humor. But his hunting <laughs> obsession was no joke. And I foolishly played along with it. Even when he brought bought all the wax heads to hang in his trophy room. I thought it was just a joke. Sick. So sick. So... This man thinks mm -hmm. that his boss, who is to him sometimes pretending to be his own dead wife, mm -hmm. sometimes pretending to be his brother, and now is like, <laughs> I really like hunting people. Because my wife was killed in a hunting accident. This Which makes sense. Makes me think maybe he killed her. On accident or something? I don't then even really say get that. It. It's very confusing. I went, oh, I, oh, that's what I was going to say earlier. Before it was, I did think that Edward and Simon were the same person. But mm -hmm. before it was very, before it was revealed, when, when it was like Rose was kidnapped, whoa, Rose knew them when she was younger and stayed here and is a distant cousin. And it was yeah. pretty clear that Simon wanted to, fuck his distant cousin for sure because he's like i wish i knew her better i wish we yeah. were closer so then i was like oh maybe there was a love triangle between simon edward and rose that's cool and now okay. edward has lured her here and kidnapped her to keep her away and is like gonna hunt down the other kids because of whatever no there's no kind of reason that rose has been told to come work here, and then shoved in a room. I mean, exactly. Exact. Except that, like, he plans on hunting the teens and wants her it out of the way, but that's not interesting. It's not interesting. And I think, unfortunately, we're, like, a little bit swayed by, like, we, you know, kind of wishing it was a little more gothic, a little bit more, like, V.C. Andrews-ish or 
Crimson Peak-ish, which we are going to talk about in a mini-sode this week. So check us out, patreon.com slash Creeps. Um, so I, I think we're kind of wishing it's more interesting. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, it's not. It is not. It is aggressively not interesting. This is... The ideas are there. Yeah. But they're so, like, lazily told to us. It The book seemed kind of slapdash, didn't it? It was like really it, slapdash. It seemed like he didn't even... He started... I feel like he started with full intent of making this a ghost story. Yeah. And then just kept, like, changing his mind throughout without going back and rewriting it. And I feel very justified in criticizing our good bud, Arl, mm-hmm. in this way after having taken his master class <laughs> on writing for kids because he says he hates doing revisions and his dream is to just hand in a manuscript and never see it again and never think about it again. And also he says, um, don't worry about writing from the heart. I've never written anything from the heart and writing Jesus. is easy. Anybody who thinks writing is easy is somebody who just does it and forgets about it. Yeah. And that is never more evident than our good friend Party Summer. <laughs> yeah. Because I mean, there and, and that's the thing that bothers me is that like we've we've seen RL be capable of like a delicious campy adventure. Yes. This he is can not do it. it. He can do it. We've seen it. We saw it the in cheerleaders. We saw it there. in yeah. We we've seen it. This did not. I mean, it He's had a so little bit of it. fun. He just feels so yeah. over it. Like there was some a little bit of fun with like Simon and Edward. Like like that seems like kind of a a juicy role. Like and there was fun with Simon as a character. Simon yeah. was very interesting. I was, was very, very interested in yeah. Simon, and when he's telling the story about Simon, Fear, and Angelica, which is not at all the truth. No. But that's fine. Like, there's a different version of history he's been told, or he's lying. Right. But then it, none of it had anything to do with the Fear Street lore. It was weird. It was just, he could have been weird. anyone. Yes. Why make it? Why make it a Simon Fear descendant? If you're not going to tie it up with the legends. Yeah, with the goods and the fears and like this curse. And instead, it's just like, oh, I mean, I guess he's cursed, but like put something in there about a curse. Yeah, we don't know. Yeah. Explain to us how it's connected. You can't just like. Yeah. It really does feel like he started with this whole different, better book in mind. And then he was like, and then I don't know, most dangerous game. (laughs) Yeah. It turned into most dangerous game, but then not even really. Mm Mm-mm. There were no stakes. And it, it seemed like there were stakes, honestly, but I never felt there were stakes. I was no, never I felt actually nothing worried. Nothing in this book. Like, I was never worried for anybody. I never thought, oh, how are they going to get out of this? Never. And there was that cool moment where it, like, they found a secret passage. This whole sequence was, oh, yeah, that was put- cool. Huge potential. They find a secret passage. They're working their way down. There are scary, like, spiders and spider webs. And they end up in this tiny room. With like red walls and a hu- an actual human skull in the center that's covered with that ectoplasm. Mm-hmm. And it's like, whoa. Yeah. And then at the end, Jan is like, yeah, I set all of that up. And I was like, you fucking built a room? What are you-, <laughs> you painted the walls red and you like found this skull and put shit on also, it? Also, Jan, could you please explain what that sticky stuff is? 
I'm worried about the sticky it's, stuff. I, I'm concerned. Yeah. Like, I want to be like, was it a biohazard that I touched it? Because who is it of, is it organic? Like, that's my, you know, is, is it glue or is it something we should be worried about? I, I don't know. I mean, my first thought was honestly semen. That's what I thought. Until we found out that Jan was the one doing it. Yeah. I mean, I thought it was like this whole crazy psychosexual adventure <laughs> with these teens. <laughs> and, you know, everything's drenched in Edward's semen. Oh, no, actually, Edward is Simon. Yeah. And they find that out through a semen analysis. <laughs> a semen analysis. <laughs> Uh, classy portmanteau semen analysis. Mm-hmm. Semen analysis. I, I just I can't because I'm the one who said we should read this book. One because it's, it's summer now. Party summer right it's now. It's party summer right now, and it's about <laughs> as party a summer in real life as it is in this book. Yeah, in that it is not. In that it is not. When I see Simon Fear the Third has a hotel and he lures teens there, I'm mm-hmm. for it. That sounds great. It wasn't that at all. It was at all. I got duped hard. It was nothing near that. It was literally like. We've already told you the entire book. I don't know what else to talk about. They eat shellfish. They run around. She kisses Eric while he has a little tiny ponytail, which I was worried about the ponytail. It seemed kind of rat tailish to me. Yeah, I don't. I'm sorry to anybody who had a ponytail at any point in time, but like 99.99% chance it looks terrible. Here's the thing. I don't think it was a full on pony. I, I truly do. I truly do think that it was like yeah, I, a rat tail. It is highly suspect. <laughs> so like add to that, like his little rat tail, he like, what else about him? And that was the other thing. Little jean like, shorts. Old. Oh yeah, little jean <laughs> shorts and oh, also, diamond stud earrings. They're like oh yeah, and a diamond stud earring. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What is this man? Yeah, I mean, I I felt absolutely repulsed by him. I truly did. Like I felt very repulsed by like yes. basically all and the, the girls boys. are gorgeous. They're oh, gorgeous. Oh, this is something to talk about. What is up with Carrie's dad? Oh, yeah. What was happening with Carrie's dad? He, like, is complimenting her very Way too much. Way too much. It's very weird. Let me see if... Okay, I'll read the descriptions of the characters so we know, like, how... Like, what goddesses Jan and Carrie are. Yeah. And then what just, like, noodle nightmares... Noodle nightmares. (laughs) Craig and Eric are. Truly, like, he is, like, an old coagulated beef stroganoff noodle yes like not at all attractive wearing little jean shorts rat tail and a a diamond stud so just imagine that just keep that in mind oh god carrie's dad carrie's dad is on and also her whole family's like mean i was like i don't like how mean this family is it's weird okay (laughs) blah 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 Carrie couldn't believe the day had actually arrived. It hadn't been easy to get her parents to agree to let her go away for the summer. Mr. and Mrs. Taylor were overly protective of their daughter. At least that was what Carrie believed. We just like to have you around, her father said. You brighten up the house. Get real, Carrie replied, making a face. He was always saying embarrassing things like that. 
Carrie has eyes as blue as the ocean on a sunny day, he would say. Or Carrie's hair is as soft and golden as spring sunlight. Do you know who this dad is? He's the dad from season one of Hannibal, Hobbs. <laughs> or he is, um, he's, he's a VC character. Yes, he's a VC dad. He's a, he's a Bort or a... Bort? <laughs> Bart. <laughs> he's, he's a Bort or a, um, or a doctor mm-hmm. or a Christopher. He's like any mm-hmm. male character in a VC. Yeah, Anderson. like... He can't help but to comment on the ethereal beauty of his daughter. Yeah. And he's obsessed with her. Yeah. And then, so she responds to blue as the ocean on a sunny day and soft and golden as spring sunlight. And her response is, dad, give me a break. Yeah. And says, why does he say such stupid things? She wondered. Or despite the fact that she was as willowy and beautiful as any model on the cover of Sassy or Seventeen. Carrie wasn't terribly impressed with her looks. I'm much too skinny, she sometimes thought. Or my smile is crooked. Or I'm so tired of wearing my hair straight like straight back like this. I wish it wasn't so fine. When guys at school made a fuss over her or they acted especially shy around her, Carrie never thought it was because of her looks. She always thought it was because guys just acted that way, basically like jerks. Blah, 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 Steaming blah. Steaming hot pilot bullshit. Here comes some more dad weirdness. The boys are afraid of you, her father said, unable to suppress a proud smile. You're too beautiful. Ew, dad. What planet are you from? Carrie had cracked, making an ugly face. She really wished he'd stop making comments like that. Yikes. Yeah, dude. So here's Jan. Hobbs. Jan is the beautiful one, Carrie thought. Her best friend was dark and mysterious looking with cascading curly black hair, sparkling olive eyes high cheekbones, full dramatic lips, and a womanly body that made Carrie feel like a stick. Next to Jan, I'm so pale, so washed out. I almost disappear, Carrie thought. I'm literally picturing like Blake Lively and like (laughs) Beyonce. Like the most beautiful. I mean, Blake Lively has kind of like borderline that like boring hot girl look that like is hard to keep track of but mm-hmm. sienna miller or something you know like that kind of look i think blake lively is stunning so like blake lively and like beyonce and <laughs> it's those two people and then this fucking like and then these these fucking like hillbilly rat twins yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they're like like you know how in like fantasy themed stuff, there's always like oversized rats, <laughs> like giant oversized <laughs> rats. Like they're like that, but wearing sh- jean shorts. Uh huh. Terrible. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Do okay. you have it? So I'm. Um, yeah. I'm looking. Okay, there's okay. also there's one more very weird dad thing, and I like can't. Yeah. Please, it. please. 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 Um. But that's later. So first, I'll find. Them. <laughs> but that's later. But that's for later. Okay, looking, looking, looking. Oh no, it is the dad thing, maybe. Um, so it it goes to this scene of her like trying to <laughs> of her talking, like trying to convince her parents to let us go. So it does like 
a brief flashback. Oh, this is the weird family thing. So they're talking about it. She's explaining it'll be fine. It's supposed to be really fancy and exclusive, Carrie said defensively. I guess that's why you two never heard of it. Score one for daughter number one, said Mr. Taylor, laughing and making an invisible mark in the air. You have another daughter, sir. You have two daughters. And I don't think that you mean your firstborn. I think you mean your fucking favorite that you have very inappropriate feelings towards. Yeah. Um... Blah, blah, blah. Lauren really wants to go to her little sister, who we never quite find out how old she is. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, here it is. Here it is. Sounds like that's what she wants, Mrs. Taylor said to her husband. I guess it does sound better than working at the Sizzler and going to the Shadyside Swim Club on weekends. Well, let's give Janice a call and get the details, Mr. Taylor said. He smiled at Carrie. He liked giving in to her. He liked giving her everything she wanted. She had counted on that. I was like, (laughs) That's so, it's so like fucking wrong. It is wrong. It's so disgusting. Inappropriate. I was so horrified. I was like, what is this book? But then it's not that at all. Daddy's little girl. It was it was definitely like he was dreaming. He was like <laughs> waiting till she was 18, at which point he would divorce her mother and ask her to marry him and they'd move to a different town where no one knew they were yeah. related. And then that's it, what I'm sure yeah. is happening. He has a calendar and he's just like crossing out the days and her 18th birthday is just like circled in red like a crazy person. It's the movie... Um, you should have left. At least that's what I assume that movie's about. Oh, is it? I don't know. Or it's mm. the it's the No, um, I mean all I know is that it's a horror How I Learned all, to Drive. <laughs> all I know about Which we You Should Have Left. We all know that play, right? <laughs> I do not know that play. The only thing I know about You Should Have Left is that people were really mad about um Kevin Bacon and that age Seyfried. It is unacceptable. I think it's part of it. Like he's bad i would I hope it's part of it yeah i think it's part of you it. have kira sedgwick right there <laughs> why yeah why? she's the obvious choice they're married <laughs> come on just do it it's appropriate um, um no i think it's part of it i think that he's okay. like well bad and that's that's fine um uh blah 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 okay so here are the boys so that's the end of carrie's dad we never see him again he's living out his own very different kind of horror book yeah. elsewhere and then yeah. Carrie, after this horrible experience, is going to get back and have to deal with that one again. So yes. they leave. Both boys were waiting at Eric's house, a rambling. Okay, blah, blah, blah. That's just about the house. Eric, as usual, wasn't quite ready. Half of his clothes, consisting of faded denim cutoffs and heavy metal t shirts, were still stacked in the living room. No, no, no. Stuff things into a book. La, la. Here it is. Eric was short and thin. He wore an oversized yellow and red Hawaiian shirt over day-glow orange baggies. His dark brown hair was pulled back into a short ponytail. He had a diamond stud in one ear and wore silver wire-rimmed glasses. Excuse me. <laughs> Craig was more casual than cool. I feel disgusted. He kept his brown blonde hair, blonde brown hair short and neatly parted on the side. He was always dressed nicely, very preppy. That day in khaki, stuffed cotton shorts, and 
khaki stuffed cotton shorts and white tennis shirt. But Carrie had the feeling that Craig never gave much thought to what he wore. He's so easygoing. He sort of floats through everything, Carrie thought. In a way, she envied him. So it's like, which one do you like? And also, they're both so unappealing. (laughs) They're so unappealing. We've got Mr. Khaki Shorts over here with like a fucking polo. Yeah, this dude is like... like Short and neatly parted. Ew. I'm disgusted. And then we've got... I'm trying to think of what character he reminds me of. Well, he reminds me of this improviser. um, And that seems rude. So I won't say. (laughs) But he always (laughs) plays like the like kind of skeezy teen and things. And he dresses like that with like this insane pattern shirt and long, crazy hair. And but he doesn't even have that long a hair. He has a tiny ponytail in back. Hence your suspicion that it is, in fact, a rat's tail. Yes, it's a rat's tail. Hillbilly rat twins. Hillbilly, Hillbilly rat noodle twins. rats. It's disgusting. It's unacceptable. And like the fact that and RL these usually have a hot boy it. somewhere. No, but RL also did white blonde hair parted down the middle, tan skin, black eyes, snowman. This is true. This is very true. You are right. I truly think RL is like the such a straight man that he doesn't know. Like he can't imagine what an attractive guy would look like. So he literally like picks random traits and is like uh, white blonde hair parted down the middle and long. Question mark? Tan skin. <laughs> uh he has like a little um just like a list of features yeah and he just yeah. randomly chooses one from yeah. each list so it's like here are ways to describe skin here are ways to describe hair here are ways to describe eyes yes and he's Seriously. like great parted down middle white tan black eyes <laughs> i'm gonna see if such a generator exists. corn cob knows <laughs> Hold on. Appearance generator. Randomly generate your human character's looks and physical description. Oh, I can't wait to see if this actually does it better. Okay. It produces unusual hair, eye, and skin colors. Oh, wait. Hold on. No, no, no. So you can choose realistic, exotic. Oh, interesting. Anime. Okay. All right. So let's choose uh, a man type. Should we do exotic? Do like normal. Do all three. Do Okay, I'm going to do one realistic. Mm-hmm. Generate. Generate. <laughs> Standing six feet tall, this fair-skinned man has a resilient feel about him. Huh? <laughs> oh, my God. Wait, I'll hold on, Lindsay. Hold on. Oh, my God. A particularly not... <laughs> Hold on. Oh, I can't wait. Oh, my God. A particularly notable feature is his faint urine smell. Why? 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 He has a wide face, an upturned nose, and small lips. Oh, my God. his, His green eyes are large, and he has... Smooth eyebrows. No. <laughs> Send me the link to this ASAP. 
lips. Sending it to you. Small lips. <laughs> what does smooth eyebrows even mean? <laughs> he has very short, curly, dark brown hair, which is styled with a military cut. Oh, uh-huh. wait. <laughs> what? <laughs> wait. He has piercings in three places his upper lip, his right earlobe, and his chin. He has broad shoulders, muscular arms, a lean torso, and long legs. He has a diagram tattoo on his chest, a blackwork tattoo on his face, a traditional tattoo on his right upper arm, a runic tattoo on his hands, and a watercolor tattoo on his wrist. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. Which one did you choose? Exotic? No, I did male, realistic, and detailed. Realistic? Yeah. I'm going to do exotic. What's unique? Unique, unusual hair, eye, and skin colors. Oh, I see. Let's do, let's both do exotic and read to each other. Okay. Men, I'm assuming. Uh, Let's, yeah, since we were talking about men. Okay, so let's do a male, exotic, detailed. I was going to do unique. No, no, no. Oh, right, we right, were right, talking right. about exotic. You're right. Okay. 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 You read yours. Okay. Standing five foot nine tall, this black skinned man has a disciplined feel about him. He has a long face with a pointed chin, a narrow nose, small ears, and very thin lips. His hazel eyes are slanted and he has neat eyebrows. I don't know. I'm kind of into this guy. Closely shaved, greasy red hair. Uh, No. And a receding hairline. Look, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna discriminate against those with a receding hairline. No. But I will discriminate against short, greasy red hair. No, no, no. Also, I'm I don't discriminate against gingers, but short and greasy. How are you even accomplishing this? Yeah, it's it's closely shaped and greasy, which means you you're working to make it greasy. But wait, Lindsay, Mm. he has piercings in two places, his left earlobe and his tongue. He has Weak arms and slender hands, a light torso, straight hips, muscular legs, and large feet. He has an artistic tattoo covering his back. Huh? <laughs> what? And that's it. Okay. What about yours? Standing six foot six tall. Oh, my God. This <laughs> tan-skinned man has a weak feel about him. <laughs> A particularly notable feature is his long nails. He has a long face, a pointed nose, puffy lips, and his hazel eyes are droopy. He is naturally bald. He has pierced his upper left ear. He has long arms, a powerful torso with a straight waist, long legs, and large feet. He has a cultural tattoo on his lower back. I'm so sorry. he is a tan Navi from he's, Avatar. He's a, a tan Navi. He has sleepy eyes and DSLs and long, long nails. <laughs> long nails. <laughs> no. All right. I'm going to do okay. male, uh-huh. realistic, detailed. Uh-huh. Okay. Oh, but I'll I can't. Do- I can't. Everything's random. You yeah. can't choose. Oh, no, no. You can choose. It just... Because it's great. I thought you couldn't choose. Okay. I'm going to choose. I'll just, I'll just, I'm going to like alter it and I'm not going to tell you what I've done. Okay. (laughs) 
standing four foot nine tall. This fair-skinned man has an unlikable feel about him. <laughs> and he has a large scar on his forehead. He has oh. an oval face with a pointed chin, a bulbous nose, small ears, smooth cheeks, and very thin lips. <laughs> his hazel eyes are narrow, and he has neat eyebrows. His brown hair, dyed with henna, is short, curly, and is pulled into a bun? <laughs> Wait, how is it how? short? <laughs> and he has a full beard. He wears royal purple blush and light eyeshadow. I will say that I specified he should be wearing makeup. How did you do that? Um, it's There's a makeup section under optional features. What? Where are you looking? Maybe you have to expand optional features. It's like the center one in a in a grid. I don't even have that. Mm-hmm. Oh, no. So I'm not okay, keep going. Keep going. He okay. has pierced his right upper ear. He has okay. weak arms, a lean torso and long legs. What does this person look like? <laughs> he has a controversial tattoo covering his legs. It's a text a tattoo. Yeah. <laughs> and the text tattoo says Heil Hitler. He, this man is covered in tattoos that make no sense as a whole. A text tattoo covering his left hand. A Chicano style tattoo covering his face. A foreign oh. language tattoo covering his lower back. And a skeletal tattoo covering his left forearm. He, he usually wears old expensive clothes that are mostly neutral colored and he wears no jewelry if any artists in the audience could please yeah please. draw these characters for us we would be forever in your debt also i chose type realistic <laughs> <laughs> okay i'm gonna do i'm gonna do a woman okay okay i'm gonna do Female, realistic, uh, detailed. Um, the women ones aren't as funny. They usually aren't. Everybody wants a woman to be pretty. I mean, she doesn't sound pretty. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> she just doesn't sound like a human that could never exist. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Let's just look. Okay. Um, standing five foot six tall, this pale skinned woman has a sweet and innocent feel about her. She has a lean face with a rounded jaw, a small nose, very thin lips, and her brown eyes are large. Her red hair dyed olive at the front and pale orange at the back Mm, is long, straight and worn in twists. She wears complimentary lipstick and poor quality foundation. So her, her skin looks like shit. Not good. Weird. Very powdery. Showing Very all bad. the pores. Oh, oh really mm. bad. She has narrow shoulders, weak arms, a broad sho- torso with no muscle tone, angular hips, and toned legs. <gasps> she has a black work tattoo on her back, an animal tattoo on her hands, and an obscene tattoo <gasps> on her left lower leg. What? What, what a weird it? spot to put that. I know. Lower leg. Obscene this thing is on hilarious. I just feel like is what? it that is it that Mickey Mouse ears, but the thin blue line? <laughs> did you see that on Twitter? I did. I actually had been seeing that for a while, somewhere maybe on Reddit, mm. like for months. It's really bad. Yeah, 
No, thank you. Okay. I just oh, did it also has little fireworks coming out of the yeah. ears. What Terrible. a mess there. Okay, I just did a woman, unique, detailed. Standing 6'2, this blue skinned woman, Navi, Navi, has a moody feel about her. A particularly notable feature is her long nails. Again, she has a round face with a square jaw, a stubby nose, small ears, and small lips. This is like a Navi. Yes. Her dark purple eyes are triangular. Triangular? Oh. Okay. And she has thick eyebrows. She has shoulder length, straight, dark orange hair, which is twisted into dreadlocks. Navi. Isn't that what Navi have? They're long, though. And I think they all have, like, black hair. Okay. She has a short neck, narrow shoulders, short arms, small hands, a lean torso with no muscle tone, plump hips, okay. short legs, this and small feet. <laughs> no, this is not Navi. <laughs> no, that's not Navi. This, this is so funny. Can you imagine if someone actually used this to, like, generate the characters in their stories sanity but i think maybe rl did use something like this yeah and he just like ignored some of it like the long nails <laughs> probably ignored long nails i looked up uh images for navi mm -hmm. and this one thing came uh it's a youtube video it says avatar theory the navi are not native to pandora and it's the planet Earth with a giant arrow pointed at it and a circle. And mm -hmm. then one of the Navi characters going, <gasps> <laughs> like jaw dropped in shock. <gasps> Are we not native to Pandora? <gasps> <laughs> oh, my God. <gasps> uh, what else about this book? Anything? Um... Mm. Yeah, we covered the dad thing, which I'm glad that we remembered. I sent you the Navi video. Okay, thank you. Um, looks. Oh, I'll uh, describe Simon. Oh, please. And by I'll describe Simon, I mean I will look up the description of Simon. Oh, my God. That, that thumbnail is really funny. Right? Oh. <gasps> <gasps> Okay, so that's the description I said earlier was not of a Navi. No. <laughs> Are we not from here? Okay. <gasps> here it is. A tall, distinguished-looking man with wavy white hair and a full white mustache stood before them in the doorway. He was wearing a khaki safari jacket over stylish pleated white trousers. That sounds crazy. He winked or he smiled at them and his dark eyes seemed to twinkle. Good evening, he said in a, dip, a deep, rich voice. His smile didn't fade as he looked at them as if searching for someone he knew. He was probably looking for Rose because he was expecting her. Um, let me see if it describes him any further. No, but anyway, he sounds like a, he sounds like a fox. <laughs> he does. I was going to say silver bit. fox, but he's got white hair. He's like a yeah, white so he's, fox. He's an Arctic fox. Yeah. Um, and he's like dashing. It's a bummer. It's a bummer that he is not used to his full potential. Yeah. <laughs> 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 oh, I'll look up the description of poor Martin. Oh, yeah. Dang. He's just like a little slug. So he opens the doors first. They've arrived and like nobody is at the hotel. They think that they're working at this hotel for the summer. 
A few seconds later, the door was pushed open a few inches. A very pale, middle-aged man with unruly tufts of black hair standing up on his head and a very stern, unpleasant expression poked his head out of the crack. Go away, please. We're closed. Go away, please. Go away, please. We're closed. Go away, please. Yeah, that's the book. It's the book. It's You can skip it. It's very skippable. It's a skippable, permippable. <laughs> I just realized that's an inside joke on Infinity Train, not us. Whoop. <laughs> Oopsies. <laughs> whoop, whoop. Oopie. Um, so thank you so much, everybody, for listening. And thank you uh, to our Patreon subscribers. We really, really appreciate yes. you. Bless um, You keep our show alive. Uh, if you want to know more about that, patreon.com slash teencreeps. Got a lot of cool stuff on there for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, and th- thank you to our Patreon producers, Aaron Fernandez. Adriana Field. Ann Dwyer. Ashley Fritz. Claire Moore. Courtney McPhail. Danielle LaMana. Danny. Emily Pooley. Gabriella Santiago. Grace Armstrong. Jonathan Venable. Jordan Colwick. Karen Lewis. Kat Miller. Katie Lilly. Katie Olsner. Kelly Burns. Christina. Landry Desmond. Laura Hooper. Luke Bartek. Mandalay Wolschlager. Mariana Terzikas. Melody. Megan Lozier. Micah Eunice. Miguel Camacho. Molly Marks. Nikki Lenowski. Oscar Gallegos. Pamela. Randy Clut, Rashad Black. Rogue Kalahua. Sarah. Sarah Jaggers. Sarah Nichelle. Sasha Gibson. Shannon Pickens. Danny Wallinger. Tristan Buckner. Victoria Beck. Victoria Valdez. Wendy Bartos. Aw. <laughs> Aw, little babies. Little babies. Oh, my gosh. Well, thanks so much, everybody. Uh, next week, we are reading The Dead Game. Yes, we are. And Oops. by by somebody, hmm. A. Bates, right? Ah, good old A. Bates, author of Final Exam, a.k.a. Winners. Yay. I hope something good comes out of mm-hmm. that. I think she also um, wrote Mother's Helper. Yes, she did. Uh, so thank you so much, everybody. Uh, we'll see you next time. Yep. In the meantime, keep it creepy. Forever Dog. This has been a Forever Dog production. Executive produced by Kelly Nugent, Lindsay Katai, Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. For more original podcasts, please visit foreverdogpodcasts.com and subscribe to our shows on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Keep up with the latest Forever Dog news by following us on Twitter and Instagram, at Forever Dog Team, and liking our page on Facebook.